Hi, my name is Ruby, and I'm Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife's assistant, and you're listening to the Dr. Finlayson Fife Podcast Archive. The podcast you'll be listening to today is entitled Interview with Mom, aka Dr. Finlayson Fife, hosted and recorded by Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife's daughter, Jane. This is an interview that Jane did for the journalism segment of her eighth grade class. We ask that you excuse any background noise caused by Dr. Finlayson Fife's family and dog, and we hope you enjoy this interview. We're so excited to share this episode with you, but before we do, we'd love to mention several upcoming events for which tickets have already been released. These events include Dallas, Texas, Calgary, Canada, and Hillsboro, Oregon. The tickets for these events are already going quickly, and if you know you would like to attend, we recommend that you act now. For more information about these upcoming events, check out our show notes and click on the links found there. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. What is your name and official title? My name's Jennifer Finlayson Fife, and I'm a licensed uh, clinical professional counselor and marriage coach and, and instructor. Where do you work? Well, I mostly work from home, but and some clients actually come to my home office, but most of my clients I see either online mm-hmm. through a um, through a encrypted portal for privacy, or I um, do a lot of traveling around the country where I do live workshops and presentations to people on how to be more happily married and how to have uh, better intimate relationships. Where did you go to school? I did my undergraduate at Brigham Young University and my graduate work, meaning my master's and PhD at Boston College in uh, Massachusetts. How long have you been a marriage therapist? Well, I finished my degree in 2002, but I didn't work until, I didn't open my practice until 2008 after my children were starting to get a little bit older. How does one become a therapist? Well, you have to have, to become a licensed therapist, you have to have at least a master's degree. Um, And I have a master's and a PhD. So, um, but you have to get a master's degree in some version of counseling or social work. And then you um, do a lot of training in your graduate program around therapy strategies and do a lot of in-person work with clients where you get uh, instructed on how to be a better therapist. And then you have to pass a licensing exam in whichever state you're gonna practice in to demonstrate that you are competent. What made you want to become a therapist? That's a good question. I always cared a lot about why people do the things they do and what made people happy and what made people happily married. It was just something that I thought about a lot when I was growing up and I just kind of couldn't help myself. I just was always observing people and about around those kinds of questions. And also a lot of my friends would come to me with their challenges and their problems and even some of the parents of my friends. <laughs> would ask me things and were trying to get input from me. So it was just something I was naturally did. And um, and then when I finally did a few years of des- studying design, which I also care about, I knew that I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as therapy. So I switched my, my degree from uh, design to psychology and women's studies in undergraduate. And then from there on out, I pursued a a PhD. What do you do for fun outside of work? 
I like to watch movies with my kids and my husband, and I like to hang out with extended family, go skiing. Um, I like to go um, shopping with like sisters or my daughter. Um, I like to um, decorate the house. I like, you know, making the house look nice. What three things do you wish more people knew about marriage? About marriage? Like how to be happy in marriage? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the, I guess I would say the first thing I wish people understood is that being happy in marriage is not a given. Because I think a lot of people feel they have a basic kind of expectation or entitlement that once they marry someone that they care about, that that person should make them happy. And so I wish people had a more realistic understanding of what it means to actually join your life with another person's life. And <clears throat> that they understood that this is not about locking. Cause I think a lot of people think that they're locking someone in that now has to love them no matter how immature or annoying they are <laughs> rather than you're making a promise to bring your best self to another person's life and you're willing to try and create a place where both of you can be happy but that's inherently requires work and i think if more people understood that they would not be so resentful right up front the second thing I wish people understood is that marriage is going to pressure you to grow up and not be immature if you're going to be happy. So I wish people would understand that it's going to expose where they are limited. So if you're selfish and you want everything to go your way, well, that's going to get really clear as soon as you get married. Or if you have a hard time standing up for yourself, but you are married to somebody who is really clear about what they want, well, that's going to get a lot more exposed when you get married. So the places where you're weak usually get more exposed in marriage. And so <clears throat> that's a good thing if you want to grow up and get stronger. It's a bad thing if you just want someone to take care of your feelings. <laughs> and then the third thing I would say is that if you do grow yourself up, marriage can be pretty amazing, pretty happy because if you do grow up and you married somebody who's willing to grow themselves up, well, you can actually be pretty good friends with somebody and share a life with someone that really cares about you and that you care about. And I can't think of a better way to do life because life is hard and has a lot of twists and turns and challenges. And so if you're able to have a friend and really create a good friendship, well, you're super fortunate. And um, so there's, there's big uh, upsides for learning how to be a good friend. In what way does marriage counseling help people to be happier? Would you kind of answer? Um, yeah, well, no, I, no, yeah, I think the way that counseling helps is it helps people to see things about themselves that they haven't been able to see. Like maybe their spouse has been trying to tell them that they're really selfish or something like that. And then they just think their spouse is being mean rather than really seeing what's true about it. So when you go to marriage therapy, if you go to a good therapist, they help you see what's happening in the marriage and what your role is in the unhappiness. And so it allows people to choose or act differently. And so a lot of people were just completely blind to what they were doing because we're very good at justifying ourselves in our minds. We're very good at telling ourselves the story about ourselves we want to believe is true. 
and very bad at admitting what our real problems are. So marriage therapy, a good therapist shows you how you're contributing to the unhappiness. And so then, then you have a chance to change it. It's like going to a good violin teacher. You're having trouble with something. A good violin teacher can see what you're doing wrong, give you the information so that you can change it. That's what a good marriage therapist does. Why do you think that so many people are unhappily married? Because most of us don't want to grow up. Most of us just want to feel justified as we are and have somebody coddle us. A lot of us are looking for a parent rather than a partner. We want someone who's just going to be like, you are so cute, whatever you do, <laughs> rather than a partner that's like, hey, that's super annoying. I wish you weren't doing that. And so I think um, because we want that idea and we tend to resent when it doesn't work out, then that makes a lot of people unhappy. Um, what counseling experience have you had that you think made you a better therapist? Like at the beginning mm. and the start of the Well, it's a little hard to say because the actual counseling experience, I would say it's just doing it over and over and over again and seeing what things seem to work for people and what things don't. Probably if I had to pin it down to one thing, I remember that I knew that I was, I was working with this couple and I knew the guy was really, <laughs> the guy was really, the guy was really um, mean to his wife and he was kind of running the whole family and he was harsh and, but he was nice to me and not nice to his wife. And so I knew that I had to speak really honestly to him about what he was doing, but it was scary for me because I was afraid to be really direct because I thought he would blow up at me. And, and I knew though, that if I was going to do my job, that I had to do it. And so I remember when I actually did start to speak really honestly to him, that I felt so anxious and he, he did bite back. He like sort of barked at me like that I was doing the wrong thing and that I was wrong about him and everything. And I kind of backed off, but it was still a moment where I recognized like that I have to be able to tell people what's true, even when it makes them unhappy with me. And that was sort of a turning point where I realized I've, I'm going to have to tolerate that that's how it's going to go if I'm going to really help mean people. <laughs> and so I've gotten a lot better at that because I just keep getting better at telling people what they need to hear, whether or not they want to hear it from me. Um, do you work with married or divorced couples more? Would you say that working with divorced couples is more of a struggle? Well, I almost always work with married people because once they're divorced, they don't want to come to me anymore. I mean, so are you saying, help me with your question a little bit more. Like I sometimes work with people after they've gotten divorced and they're kind of trying to figure out their life. I've definitely worked with those people. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they're much happier for having some people. It's really the right thing that they got divorced, but often there's a lot of new challenges that are really hard, especially if they have kids. Because oftentimes the ex-spouse is has a vendetta, you know, wants them to suffer, and sometimes is manipulating the kids. And there's a lot of there's a lot of you know you know you know in a sense if you have kids you never fully get divorced because that person stays in your life if you have kids. So it's really pretty brutal for some people. I'm not saying that means they should stay married, but it, it can be pretty hard. 
Um, how does an unhappy marriage impact families? Well, I think the number one idea is that those kids watch how the parents handle conflict and they learn a lot about how to be a human being and how to be in a relationship by watching their parents. And so whether or not they like what their parents are doing, whether or not they feel good about it, they're still learning from it. And that deeply shapes the way that they're in relationships. So if you don't have parents who care about each other or you have parents that are vindictive or manipulative, you learn how to be vindictive and manipulative because that's what you see. When you have parents that really like each other, good to each other, it gives the child two, two really wonderful things, which is a sense of security. They don't fear that their family's going to fall apart. They don't fear, they don't feel like they have to take care of their parents' minds because if they feel like their parents are unhappy, kids start getting involved and in trying to help the parents handle reality, which is not good for kids because it doesn't allow kids to be kids. So, um, so, so kids who have happily married parents, they're able to just grow themselves up and deal with their own lives. And they can, you know, they have the security of knowing their parents are, you know, not going to fall apart or anything anytime soon. But they also learn good, good marriage skills, like how to handle conflict in a positive way. And, and, you know, that you can love and care for somebody for life. So, you know, people that come out of happily married homes usually have a pretty easy time recreating that. Not always, but often. Um, being well known in the Mormon community, do you ever have clients that are not LDS? Um, yes, definitely. But not as much as I used to. I used to have a lot more non-Mormon clients, but now because I kind of speak a lot to about Mormon issues to Mormons, um, I have a lot of clients that are Mormon or used to be Mormon that come to me for input. Is there anything else you would like to add? I was about to No, just that I really like my work. And I think a lot of people don't that are marriage therapists because it can be kind of grueling sometimes. But I do really find it quite pleasurable mm -hmm. to help people. Uh, thank you for your time and for participating in this interview. You're most welcome. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Dr. Finlayson Fife's online courses or her upcoming events, click on the links found in our show notes below. Thank you for being here.